Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ukulele on the Ground podcast. My name is Aldrin Guerrero. Joining me are Mr. Aaron, the voice, Nakamura. Say what's up, Aaron. What's up? And Mr. Kahai, the legend. Fergan, say what's up, Kahai. What's up? Gentlemen, it is Monday, 1 p.m. Hawaii Standard Time. That means it's time for the Ukulele on the Ground podcast, which we answer any and all of your ukulele or non-ukulele related questions. We are live, so we are being streamed to, I, I believe, YouTube. And uh, you can ask questions. You can uh, you can interact with us. You can uh, tell us about your day, whatever. Right, Kahai? Sure. The purpose of this podcast is to answer any and all of your questions. If you have a question, I'll try to answer it uh, with, uh, I'll try to give you my best two cents. The other guys will give their two cents. We'll come up with the best six cent answer just for you. Um, we will give you O's to your Q's, basically, is what it is. We'll try to give you opinions um, because, you know, we don't know everything. So we don't want to say that we're giving you answers. We well, Sometimes we don't, not even us, not even we have the answers to your questions. Not even the three best collective minds in this room. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. Room, have the best answer you know it's like asterisks right like yeah little asterisks. in this room, in, this room. <laughs> in in this room that we're at we're the three best minds in this room mm -hmm. <laughs> there's three people in this room <laughs> oh, no, well, no 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 i mean no there's a huge production there's 50 50 people working round the clock to make this run thank, as smooth as possible thank thanks guys thanks you, guys you take a break hey thank, thank, thank guys you. thank you yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, th thanks yeah, what do you call those grips? The, the, yeah, yeah. The, the grip guys and the uh, the boom dudes. Oh, you know, oh thank, all the, thank uh, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Take thanks. a fiver. Take a fiver. Yeah, yeah. just I didn't want to offend those people, right? And say there's just three <laughs> minds here. You're right. You're right. Right. You're you're right, guys. See, that's that's what we hired you, man. Making sure that everybody feels you know mm -hmm. feels good. <laughs> but yeah, um, so ask away. Uh, Any way we can get your question, email, live chat because we are lives. You can type in the live chat. Um, we can uh, we can get phone calls if you want to call us. I know we do have a phone number somewhere. Is it? Do you have that guy? Uh, yeah. Well, we have a voicemail. I think. Yeah, we have a, we have a voice. We leave a voicemail and uh, yeah. And I guess if you know me personally, you can call in. <laughs> I guess you can call my call my phone. And if you wanna you know if you wanna be uh, phoned in during the show, I can just put it on on speakerphone. That'd be a th ah, I never even thought of that guy. I guess we could do that. I guess we could. We call the people. <laughs> <laughs> we can, you want to do like cold call people? That would be pretty, that'd be pretty uh, funny, let right? Me just, uh, <laughs> I got to turn off my phone. You're like, hey, James Hill, what are you doing right now? You know, like not, don't even give him like, you know. Yeah, just prank call him, you know. There's a couple people in our chat that I know has my number. So like, oh. <laughs> no, but for, uh, yeah, all joking aside, we just try to have some fun. We try to answer and try to be helpful with your ukulele journey. So let's, let's get started. Kahai, what kind of question do we have first? I know you guys have a question first and then we can get some audience questions. Uh, we were actually in a kind of do a roundup from last week where okay. we do some questions that we missed the last. Oh podcast. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Okay, so go ahead. Uh, we'll start off with this question. Uh, Marv Hall said, question about setup. Should the string be the same height all along the fretboard from nut to end? Mine are a bit higher towards the bridge. Um, towards the bridge as it goes down here. I mean, I think it should be like relatively even. I'm not, okay, that's why this is O's, you know what I mean? I'm not a luthier, but for the most part, it should feel pretty much across the board, you know, across your fretboard, about the same. I, I would, uh, that's my best 
you know, that's my best O for, uh, for, for that question. If it feels like it's getting higher as you go up the neck, yes, then there, uh, that shouldn't, it shouldn't feel that way, okay? Well, um, I mean, it should be a little bit higher because it's Yeah, not, yeah, as, as it, yeah. you know, it, it, as it gets closer towards here, but I think 12, like 12 fret, like to, to, uh, to here, shouldn't be too noticeable. Is, yeah, is, but, I mean, but it, just in general, mm, it, like, you know, you can't mm, really set it up where it's exactly, it's exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The I, difference, I thought that was a uh, yeah. <laughs> given, but... The difference between, like, from mm. the nut to your bridge should be, like, mm. millimeters, right? Yeah, like, yeah nothing yeah. more than, like, where it's, like, a, you know, pretty yeah. sizable... Like, fractions like, of it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it shouldn't be, like, half an inch or more. Right, right, that. right. Yeah. It shouldn't... So, I mean, that's that would be my that would be my best answer is uh if it feels like it's 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 lifting or if there's a noticeable lift as you go down the fretboard, then yes, it might be too hot. Yeah. But if it you know, I mean, because having a high like uh, having a high action is not like a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like some people prefer high actions. I know when I first got um, the spruce top ukulele that I got, I purposely made the action higher. I, I think that was uh, something that I something that I did with that particular ukulele. Yeah. So like um, the action is the distance between the string and the fretboard. Yeah, or string the and the fretboard on the you know on where it where it lies on the twelfth fret. Yeah. So I think that that's that's really it. And if it you know if it buzzes or whatever, then it might be like too low. Um, that's that's the the reasons why you would have the setup correctly if it's you know if it's buzzing or if it doesn't feel right um because yeah like the uh, the height of the strings really depends on the player i mean there are like preferred heights where the you know where the the action would be but um it's more up to the player to determine like what kind of uh, what kind of setup or, or action that they want, okay, based on what you do. But in that in that case, you would have to kind of know the difference. I think um, there is a kind of a general area of where you can you know where you can put the action, and everybody would feel comfortable with that. Usually, it's it's like lower action, the easier it is to play. Um, the higher the action, the harder it is to play. But you know, like, the what, more. What do you mean by oh, easier? Or harder? So easier means you don't have to press as hard on your, you know, on your uh, on your strings to to make contact with the fret wire. Because really, when you're fretting your ukulele, when you're playing chords and stuff, you're helping that string to make contact with the fret wire. So here's you know the the silver fret things. Those are fret wires. You're you're helping the string to make contact with that. So the higher that your action is, the further away from the fret wire, meaning the you know, the more you effort you have to kind of use to uh, to press down on it. Okay. So um, advantages of a low action would be you know you don't it's it's not much effort to kind of flow and move about the strings and stuff. But because the uh, the strings are relatively closer to your fret and you know and. When you when you strum hard on it, like I I strum a little bit harder, so um, whenever I'm strumming on it, I feel like it, it's giving off too bright of a sound, and it's giving off too scratchy, too you know, like it's it's making contact with the uh, you know with with the with the fretboard. I feel like when uh, whenever I strummed it, so in instead of like changing up the way that I play, I just you know like uh, took the saddle and I just made the saddle like a, uh, a fraction of a millimeter higher. So it wasn't even like super duper mm -hmm. high like action or anything. I just preferred it to be up a little bit more so that I can hit the strings without it sounding too scratchy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think one of the common misconceptions is that uh, lower, I mean, it, generally mm -hmm. it is true that a lower action will mm -hmm. make it easier for you to mm -hmm. play. 
but you can also have a high action and then have it easier to play because of the other uh, parts of your ukulele, yeah, like your neck yeah, shape yeah. and like uh, just how tight the strings are too. Mm. So you can have like a high action, but then it's easy to play. And you can have a low action yeah. and actually have it harder to play too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it really is like you got to find what works for you. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, that's it with action. So just because it's going up doesn't necessarily make it bad. Like check the intonation. Like mm -hmm. that's what I would concern with if the because um, if I, I had higher action, like I mentioned on that other ukulele, but the intonation was still was still there. You know, there was no buzzes, no, no, no nothing like that. So it worked. You know, like as as I kind of went up the the frets, it wasn't really affecting uh, other than the feel because I felt it a little bit, you know, a little bit higher. Even though it's it's like fractions of a millimeter that that you're uh, that you're lifting it up by, it still makes a difference in playing. Uh, although it was harder, I thought the sound made up for uh, for how. Uh, how high the action was so it's just kind of a give and take but you do you should check if the intonation is on if it's buzzing and things like that because if you go too low that you're you're opening it up to some buzzes okay can you explain like why changing the action would change the intonation too? okay so changing the uh changing the action if, if it gets if it goes too high the travel between you know like your uh, your finger going down to uh to to play that string might cause that string to go sharper because uh, yeah, the it's, the, the, yeah, the string is at a, at a different in, angle. In yeah, so to... in order for you to make the uh, make the connection with the um, you know with, with the fret wire, you're you're bending that string a lot more. So it makes that you know the intonation uh, not so good. Okay, um, if it's too low, then uh, then when you play it, it might make contact with other fret wires because it's you know it's it's set so low so it might buzz that's the reason for some buzzing that might be happening fret buzz you know mm -hmm. so there's a difference between fret buzz and like in a body kind of buzz and there's there's all kinds of different so if if your ukulele is buzzing it, that you know and you're like that might be it no, no, no not you know, not necessarily okay um so getting that right kind of feel and and playing around with like the uh, the the string height um, is is up to the luthier really and how they want their ukuleles to play yeah okay? and uh, and to the player but I, I'm talking really 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 like fine like fractions of you know of a millimeter difference yeah. in there and I'm not saying that like oh my my uke was set up like a millimeter higher than than usual it's like it's not that drastic. Yeah, because like to make adjustments, like mm -hmm. if they're gonna adjust the bridge or something, mm -hmm. they might take it out and then they might literally like put it against uh, sandpaper, like yeah. fine sandpaper, and swipe just, it like twice. Yeah, and then it's yeah, like okay, that's that. it. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. I'm gonna change. Yeah, yeah, so, very certain parts or whatever. Yeah, it is. very minute difference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, uh, one thing about high action is there. There are a lot of other factors that go into it, but mm -hmm. high higher action can sometimes make the volume go up yeah as yeah, yeah well. because there's more room for your strings mm -hmm. to vibrate so as, as the yeah. higher it is more vibration for the strings meaning more uh, yeah. more volume or actually i i think um like the bridge or like the saddle itself mm -hmm. uh, volume can be like a function of the the height of the saddle mm -hmm. so like 
So that can play into it, but mm-hmm. also other there's a bunch of other things that go into building the ukulele that affect yeah, yeah, volume. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, setting up your action and deciding yeah. like how far those mm-hmm. the strings are from your fretboard mm-hmm. can affect a bunch of different yeah. things. So like with luthiers, it's like a trade off between all of those yeah. things, yeah. like, like and intonation and like string buzz and right. volume and all of those. Yeah, like, and the room know, for play is very very small. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, like. And that's kind of what what I want to um, uh, to let you guys know to emphasize is that mm-hmm. there's very little room to work with, but there is room, you know, to yeah. work with if you want it high or low. Yeah. I like I think that's why like people mm-hmm. might order ukuleles and then says like set up professionally, and then they're like, why do I have to pay extra mm-hmm. for that setup? But like that's a good luthier mm-hmm. will do that where they're like making yeah. micro adjustments, like yeah. testing it out and being like um this isn't exactly what i want so i'm gonna adjust it even more right Mm -hmm. so you try and get it balanced overall yeah 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 i think for the the main things are like if you choose like a low g versus high g setup might be different if you're Mm -hmm. choosing left-handed versus Mm -hmm. right right right-handed like a string setup Mm -hmm. then um setup will be different yeah um yeah all kinds of different yeah, that's scenarios. <laughs> that's the general idea, though, yeah. for uh, for for string setups and heights and stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. next one. Okay, uh, PT Rarch, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they said, I see you barring with supporting finger on top. Do you always all over the fretboard or just higher up? And I think what they meant is like maybe yeah, when if I'm doing a bar, if like putting my, yeah. my middle finger to support I so. it. I mean, it's uh, I. Okay, it's, 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 I'm having a hard time answering this question only because like sometimes it's just out of habit. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I don't necessarily need it's situational. I don't need the support from you know say oh if I put my pointer finger say like for a C minor seven chord, I don't necessarily need my middle finger there. But just you know for uh, for sake of like comfort, just because like having my my fingers out like this is a uh, is uncomfortable sometimes so just putting it a little bit closer because you know naturally when our fingers uh when we're not playing ukulele our fingers are usually together like yeah, yeah. close to so, each other yeah close to each other so with with this and if i'm playing that chord for like a long time you know like it's it tends to get a little bit uncomfortable so i just kind of put it on top just for comfort also by putting it on top keeping it close to the uh, to the fretboard allows me to add things into that you know that bar chord that uh that if i kept it away uh, it would take take me like an extra split second to to uh, bring that finger down so i try to as a, as a rule keep my fingers as close to the fretboard as i can without them like kind of intruding on on whatever chord that i'm playing all right so um i mean i know some people have like kind of watched my videos my pinky finger is kind of like everywhere you know sometimes but i as as a as a player i try to keep it as close as i can to to maximize the mobility of my fingers on my fretboard yeah i think like even if you just try and like play an e chord like a bar e chord yeah and then you try and like push your middle finger out away from the fretboard. You can yeah. feel like finger strain in your yeah. fingers. Oh yeah, so, yeah. This if, so if, you're, it's if like, you're doing that. So like my my ring or my middle finger will sometimes kind of go on my ring finger like this. I, it doesn't need to be on there. I can play that E chord with or without. But it's just comfort. You know what I mean? Like I just put it in there because it feels comfortable. Like what you know if. Uh, like I said, it actually takes more effort to to not do that yeah. than like than you know than, than putting it on there. So it's not so much as like 
I need that finger to support that finger, but it's really just for comfort and just uh, ergonomically works better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the more you play, you'll figure it out yourself. Yeah. Like yeah, with holding yeah. chords like that. Right. right. So not necessary, you know, uh, it's not necessary, but it, I just do it just because it's <laughs> habit. Yeah. It's a habit. Yeah. So that's, that's why I'm like, how do I explain this? Because, you know, it's, you don't need <laughs> yeah. to, but like, it's just, yeah. I just like it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes that, it's helpful, yeah. like you know, yeah. to yeah, you don't need to swing your arms when you walk, right? Like, but it just helps with balance, you know. Like you can walk forward without swinging your arms, but you do it just because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Turns out, if you listen to your body, yeah. like it, it's pretty good. Like, That's awesome. my best example. It's like, yeah, we we you know we when we walk, we like we swing our arms, right? Yeah, like no matter how and small you don't really or how think big, about it you either. don't think about it. You just do it, you know. Yeah. But you can walk with with your hands, like you know, to to the side, yeah. right? Yeah. Or but if you tell somebody like, like try running, unnecessary yeah. motion yeah. of that arms. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I, I heard this, it helps with balance, you yeah, know. Yeah. Like, but you don't need to do it, I yeah, guess, yeah. you know. But yeah. just... if if that's how you're used to do it, like imagine <laughs> yeah. like running with your arms tied to your side, <laughs> like Tina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like that's not. I, I I'm gonna fall flat on my face. Like, yeah, because and, I don't have balance. Yeah, and you do it just like with this. Like I, you know, I. It's just with, with balance, it's more comfortable. Like, I feel like it's, like I mentioned earlier, it's more work to not do it. So just yeah. for balance sake, it's just, it's on there, yeah. But I, I do tell beginners, like when they're doing bars, because sometimes like it, it helps them with, you know, with supporting that finger. And it's, it's just good habit, you know, like to, to put it on there, but also good habit to put it on there so that if you do need to like make extensions on that, on that bar, you're you're able to just go from from this to this, you know, like easy yeah. instead of doing this, and then it has to like make that journey to come all the way down like that. The only downside to it probably is like if you think that it's adding extra force and you're using it to like push your other finger into the fretboard, is like that's mm. not really what you're using mm. it for either, right? So it's like don't strain yourself by right, trying right, to like right. push it in. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. next up. Uh, so you want to go to uh, questions we got today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it, bring it, buddy, bring it. Okay. Uh, so okay. Joseph said, I have a tendency to tune out the metronome when playing. Do you have any recommendations for a metronome challenge or maybe songs to practice with a metronome? Ooh, yeah. I mean, metronomes. Okay, just just as a, you know, uh, just just to let you guys know, I'm terrible with like with, with keeping time and working with metronomes. But so with that said, if you're still asking me for my advice and opinions on using metronome and keeping time, there are some stuff that you can do, you know, to uh, to to practice. I prefer not using like the the traditional metronome of tick 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 or whatever. If you can find like a like a groove online, like um, to set to whatever you know, uh, or if you have a you know if you have a DAW, right? Like um, if you're using any of those like digital workstations, like you can use that to create a beat. That will that is on time for you to jam with or for you to practice with. It's a lot easier for for me to play with a drum beat than to play with a. It's just annoying, you know what I mean? It's just it's super hard. Like I mean, I know people do it, and I know like you know that is the standard to to be playing to a, to a click or to a beat and stuff or or to uh, yeah to a click, but playing to a beat is just a lot easier and feels more natural. So if you're having a hard time and if you're tuning up the metronome when you play, try a, try a beats, 
Okay, like uh, like I said, if you're you know if you're using GarageBand, if you have a DAW or or um, or Pro Tools and stuff like that, you can uh, you can use the built-in like um, uh, like drum beats to to help you with um, with with the metronome or staying in beat. That's that's one advice. Um, another advice that I that I would give is to kind of uh, and I saw this video of like this lady like who who played bass for like a lot of like the you know the 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 swing bands and funk bands and stuff and she's like she had like the metronome but when she was playing her bass to it like it it sounded like it was a drum beat but it was like just the metronome so she was grooving to the uh, you know to to the metronome beat and making that metronome beat sound like a funk beat mm. which is really cool you know so and what I mean by that is have that like you know that that click but then play around the click and make the click sound like it's part of that groove does that make sense so if you uh if you have a click i don't know if you have a click right now we have a click uh i yep. can i have my phone let's see if i can do it i've never tried this so i'm just gonna cold like cold try <laughs> this it just might not turn out well but i i think i got the idea let's see if not mm -hmm. we actually have like the real metronome over there too oh, like yeah, the one that do. swings back and forth but oh, just yeah, use no, your phone just use this yeah one. yeah so like a nice like maybe eighty. So, so here is that eighty. So you don't need these fancy chords that I'm playing. If you just kind of strum to it and like create a... So here's... Right? Because really, if you're practicing, um, you know, groove, you you know, you want to groove around the uh, the beat. Because if you're constantly just on the beat all the time and there's no swing to it, then it doesn't really feel groovy. So you want to just kind of take that click and just play around with whatever groove that you can create around that click. I, that's that's how I would practice with that with, with the metronome. But if there's like a certain, if you're playing classical music or you're playing like kind of straight music that way, um, that's not straight meaning not swung you know um then yes you do have to kind of play perfectly to the uh, to to the click and when in that case if uh, if you want to practice that way i would suggest just kind of doing runs with uh with with the key playing playing around with the key so if you're playing with the and i tell people when you're practicing only play or only practice really in one key to kind of get that one key you know in your in your head so like that includes the chords of that key that includes the uh, you know the scale like however many octave scales that you can do that i would practice the scale in uh in that tempo and then maybe practice like quarter notes eighth notes 16th notes of you know on uh based on that scale seeing how like how closely i can get it to that click and then maybe strumming and uh strumming some chords maybe if that's the click two three maybe just go through if i'm in the key of c do like c d minor e minor f 
G, then C. So just those running those like those chords. I guess A minors in there. Just play like whatever chords in that key and see if you can just kind of go from one chord to the other within the key uh, and within the groove or within the um, the beats. That's metronome practice is. Not my forte, but that's how I would do it <laughs> if I was a good boy and did it with uh, with a metronome guy. <laughs> yeah, there's so much like backing tracks now too, and yeah. grooves. Like you, you should go be on able YouTube. to. Yeah. yeah, and if you're looking for a specific song or like I know if you're into like blues and stuff. Yeah, like just look for blues a riff in whatever key you yeah. want to practice or backing track blues. Yeah, yeah, for in, yeah. for a specific yeah. song too. I would yeah. I would yeah. just look for backing so. track in whatever beats per minute you can so put put in like backing track 100 bpm i guarantee you there's yeah. like there is a there's a track out there in 100 beats per minute bpm means beats per minute so put 100 bpm backing track just yeah. look for that and then you yeah. get all Rock of these yeah or whatever yes whatever like reggae yeah. beat and 100 bpm yeah because like or you could yeah. just play along with the song like the recorded yeah, version true. of the song that's true. like yeah. that's that's sort of what I think all of us have done yeah, in yeah. the past, right? That, to really like, get capture that groove. Yeah, like mm -hmm. you, you listen to the song enough where you can play it in your head almost. Mm -hmm. And then when you're performing, you're just playing along with the song in your head. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's basically yeah. what you're doing. Instead of like... Yeah, like you listen, you've listened to it enough and you played along with mm -hmm. the original recording enough where like you have a version in mm -hmm. your head and you're mm -hmm. just playing along to that. Yeah. And I mean, metronome practice... Uh, it's more, I feel like, geared towards people who, you know, who want to, like, play a lot of, like, complicated stuff so that they can take whatever beats per minute that it actually is, you can lower it and make your way up and playing it cleanly yeah. to, to that, you know, to that tempo. So yeah. being able to manipulate the tempo and practice with that tempo is, I feel, is meant for that. But if you're, like, if you're just playing songs and you're worried about if you're, you know, if you're playing faster than you should be or slowing down than you should be, just play to the track, meaning, like, uh, play whatever song that you're practicing um play along with that you know with that track and you should be you should be in good yeah uh, yeah you good hands <laughs> i think mike mentioned it before yeah. that like most musicians don't mm -hmm. really have great uh like you know perfect tempo yeah like, that's what where they can like say i want to play at 120 yeah. and like when they play they're on 120 yeah, no one in this chair can do that nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i think he said like most musicians are like five or ten like bpm ahead or behind yeah. you know when they perform live 20 com here compared to their <laughs> oh live yeah okay, at least was, 20 yeah, yeah. yeah. but then Faster that than yeah normal. mike also said like uh the important thing is that you're consistent though like yeah because yeah. if you're consistently like it's not it's i think it's better to recognize that i'm like speeding up when i'm playing live but as long as you can like kind of play the whole song at that bpm then it's like better than mm. like if you're throughout the song it's like you start at 90 you go to 100 then you go back to 90 then you go to 100 or mm. stuff like that's the kind of like switches you don't uh, really yeah, want yeah, yeah. unless the song calls for it unless it's right, like right. part of the song but if that's like what you're trying to train out of then yeah you probably want to work on that but mm. if it's just that it's like i feel like i speed up a little bit during my song it's like that's pretty common for mm. everybody yeah. yeah yeah i think the only musician that i ever met that religiously like practice with a metronome mm. it was like i was in college and there there was a guy that i met 
who um he was like part of the band like and he was a music major oh, yeah. and he was yeah. a drummer yeah, yeah. and oh, so yeah. it's like you know like those factors made yeah. him have to to practice yeah, with yeah. a metronome consistently and he was good like you could tell him a bpm and he could get pretty wow, close wow, wow. like just off the top mm. of his head and um but aside from that example like yeah. i don't know any musicians that actually like really you know, like grind was, it out. True. Like, I mean, if, if you do, then good, good for you. Like, you're mm. a better musician for it. Yeah. But, I was gonna yeah. say, what, like, what ukulele player does like or has like perfect, uh, you know, BPM? <laughs> and then Abe, Abe, Abe yeah, probably yeah, Abe. Abe. It's because yeah, he's, 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 drummer. Drummer. he's a drummer. He's like yeah. a drummer first, actually, yeah. and yeah. he's a music major. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and um. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I've used metronomes. Not like I've never used metronomes before, but I have used metronomes. Like uh, if I'm trying to record something or if I'm trying to clean something up. If there is like a, you know, something that I'm working on, like I mentioned, you can uh, you can take that song and figure out what BPM it is and then slow it down and then play it with that and then kind of speed it up. Yeah. To see if, if you can be consistent. Because like, well, like what Kahai was saying with Mike, consistency is is more important. So as long as I can kind of keep consistent as we raise the bpm that that's my goal mm -hmm. not to yeah. be perfect yeah. in there yeah even yeah, that's a good use for yeah. it yeah and i feel like even with youtube like if mm -hmm. you're playing with the song too and you're not getting certain parts youtube has that function where you can slow it down by 75 and 50 and mm -hmm. when i'm like messing up parts i slow it down by yeah. 75 then slow it down by 50 then go back to 75 and go back to 100 yeah to get it up so yep. it's like uh it kind of takes that step away from like what is the bpm mm -hmm. of the song now i gotta lower it by 10 or do yeah. all this stuff you can just like actually do it in youtube now too. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's a good reminder for me because i'm trying to learn like this bass line <laughs> uh, uh, no, no it's like a japanese song oh. that like I, i've been trying to learn how to do and like I'm not, I don't know anything about bass, but I just want to jump in. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. sort of like the equivalent of somebody like, like I just picked up the ukulele, but I want guitar gently weeps now, <laughs> you know, it's like the same thing. It's like, I should probably slow that down. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next. Uh, well, Chris mentioned that you can split the BPM in half and play it on the two and four. Yeah, you can, you can uh, Yeah. just kind of like double time it or like half time it. Yeah. Yeah. I that's what i do actually like when i mm -hmm. record stuff um it's a lot easier for me to double time it to play mm -hmm. double time so yeah, like because you hear like, yeah the yeah yes better. yes because um because i'm like a dynamic player and i like to like uh segment the, the rhythms anyway so as small as i can get the segments to uh, or hear the segments then the better that i can follow along it's kind of like uh, for, for those people who don't know what I'm talking about, it's a lot easier to follow 100 beats per minute than 50 beats per minute. For 50 beats per minute is, uh, like, I'll, I'll show you. So here's 50 beats per minute. So it's... <laughs> so it's hard to like, <laughs> yeah, see yeah. off beat, you know? click exactly on it i'm close but it's not exactly yeah. on it but because you're guessing when yeah the, when it's gonna yes come but next. if we do it at 100 which is just double that so i'm i would be uh hitting it on two and four yeah yeah and notice that your hand is moving on yeah 
on all all the that's me like segmenting it's like yeah. smaller and so, so the same thing applies to your strumming yeah. too yeah. like your hand will be moving but it yeah. won't be hitting the strings every yeah. time so that's a yeah and it's a common um uh skill that musicians have mm -hmm. where even when they're tapping their foot they're they double timing to keep time with like a slow song but then they're mm -hmm. like tapping on all the down beats right? yeah, or two yeah. and four and yeah. then they're kind of like just bobbing their yeah. foot for the other beats and then yeah. it's like two yeah. four two yeah yeah so if you uh if you see the uh, like the stems from like the the play alongs that have recorded it's always double time <laughs> it's always double time because i can follow it a lot easier yeah, and yeah. when you you did that like groove kind of thing where with the metronome mm -hmm. as like just the backing rate, uh, I feel like if you make the metronome higher, where it's mm -hmm. like almost like the hi hats for a drum, mm -hmm. you know, because like even for like funk grooves and a lot of grooves with swing, mm -hmm. the hi hats will be pretty consistent, where it's just like you know on the sixteenths. So just make that fast, and then you can make your own groove like really like yeah behind or in front of the beat, or you can really swing it. That's like a cool challenge to like play and say like, um, say you have a song and like a hundred beats per minute, like playing it at like fifty or twenty five, mm. even you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that'd be amazing. Yeah, Victor Wooten has like yeah. a exercise where he lowers the BPM. Yeah, until it's like that's insane. That's until insane. it's like twenty five, and so it's like you know it's like that. And you're just like waiting. Yeah, and you're, yeah, you're yeah. supposed to come back in on. You're the, like segmenting yeah, yeah. by like thirty-two, yeah. basically. Yeah. So you you yeah. just have to like you know you that and you, in your own head you have to keep time yeah. until it's like yeah now and then try to hit it. Yeah, yeah that's. I difficult. mean that's really the only way that I can play along with you like live. Oh. It's like in my head I'm segmenting either like yeah. four or sixteen, mm. <laughs> like you know, they, and then that way like I can kind of guess when the next beat mm. comes in. Yeah. And then I can sort yeah. of, uh, by by doing that in my head, then I'll feed you yeah. some cues. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then you'll, be, you'll know I'll where know we when. are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, there's a video that I always like to like reference where they took musicians and then they tested them. Mm -hmm. And they did a test where it's like, here's the BPM, you know, so it's like, dut, 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 dut. And here's the second BPM, dut, 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 dut. And you have to say whether the first or the second was faster, faster. Yeah, that's like, crazy. or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, at first, like, they make it where it's, like, obvious, like, oh, okay, second, okay, yeah. second. But then by the end, it's, like, this is, you know, 120, and then this is 121 or something. Uh -huh. Which one is faster? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the guy who could do it, how he was doing it, was he was, like, pretending to strum on his electric guitar. Mm -hmm. And by doing that and, like, by doing 16th notes, you yeah. could feel, like, oh, am I, like, strumming a little bit harder on mm -hmm. the second beat? And if I am, that mm. means that I'm like struggling to like to catch up. Yeah, yeah. struggling to. I see, I see, I see. But yeah, those uh, keep those in mind. Everyone who wants to use a metronome, those are like metronomes are, are great. They they serve an awesome purpose, but at the same time, like I just want to throw them against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> like I just like, <laughs> like hate most them. people. Yeah, yeah like yeah, I hate like them. Most but musicians. I'd rather practice with with a groove. So. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I think most people would. Right. So <laughs> next question. Um, okay, uh, John said, low G or high G, what are the major pros for each? Um, I'm, I'm a high G guy. I, I love low G though. Like, I'm not saying, you know, like I hate it. Never, not for me. Like it's, like, I, I use it, you know, for, uh, for some stuff, but, 
Um, I grew up playing haiji. I learned how to, you know, how to play ukulele. I learned how to play professionally. I've, I've performed professionally with a haiji. It's just, it's just it for me. I see both, you know, and, and I know like, um, they both have their strengths and weaknesses. For me, the, the major pro for, um, for a haiji ukulele, since I'm very familiar with it, um, is the fact that you can play open, um, throughout, throughout the entire fretboard for me is, is really, is really good and not having to worry about two different bases. What I mean by that is if you have a low G, then you have a low G bass and also a C bass. In this case, because the G is high, I really only have to worry about a, a low C or the C as, as my lowest string on the ukulele, mm -hmm. okay? So when I play lines that are um, double stops for those people who like terms and stuff, you know, I can do double stops in the key of C. Say we're in the key of C, right? I can do double stops in the key of C. And what's the bass that you hear? G. Yeah. Now, now if I play that same line with the low G ukulele, it sounds like there's yeah. two different. This is definitely like you know sticking out, right? Uh -huh. But there's also this that that's that's there. So it's a lot easier for me to handle one low bass string rather than two low bass strings. So if I were to play a line like, um, right. so like in that in that example, yeah. like the C was the root note, so yes. you wanted that. Yeah, to be you, the I lowest. wanted that. I wanted that bass. Yeah. So I, I can play something like, um, uh, let's see, what's weird? I'm trying to think of a good example. Oh. So now, if I were to play something kind of like that with a low G, it's a lot trickier because of, you know, of this low G. So, see how like that is? It clashes. Yeah. Even when I play this, this is just drowning out everything. Yeah. Can so, we? Um, so with the high G, it. It's mm -hmm. less noticeable, so you can yeah, get away yes, with it. Yeah, you can it. get away with it. So yeah. what you would do, I mean, like a good player would be like a, so that you can, you can, can we, uh, have that, you know? Can we unplug that one and then plug it into oh, there? Yeah. It might be like a little bit harder for them to hear. Uh, let me just, uh, okay, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. And it's on. Yep. Okay. So here it is again as an example. Yeah. I mean, it sounds fine, right? It's not like it's, but it's on wrong, certain notes, but on certain yeah. notes, yeah, like this will clash with, with the... Whereas, uh, let me switch back here. 
this particular chord, really. So if I were to play that same line. Because you're doing this line, meaning you want that to stand out, mm -hmm. okay? So if you have this line, it's not competing with anything else. Mm -hmm. It's not competing with this low G that's blaring out. It's just the bass line kind of, you know, moving up and down chromatically. Or if we run that, like, uh, if we do While My Guitar Jenny Weeps, that's, that's a great example, right? So um, we have that... Uh, Just that, you have to hear this. Okay, and then when you go up, so. Let's go to the low G and hear what it sounds like in the low G. Yep. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't want to blow your. Uh, yeah. I don't want to <laughs> blow your speakers. So all right. So now it's doing the same thing with the low G. Two different basses, you can hear the two basses. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I mean, unless that's what you're going. Yeah, unless for. that's what you're going for. But yeah, in uh, in in that song, you really want you know to zoom in on that C bass that's kind of uh, moving up and down. And um, oh, let me go back. That's cool. doing the, yeah. the movement. Yeah. So, by you know, with with low G, you kind of have to play full chords going up. It then it sounds better. You know, if you play full chords, it sounds really good because you have like, yeah. you know, uh, and it's a major pro. So if you're asking for pros and cons, you know, what my con would be, would be a major pro for people who can, you know, can play low G really well. Because if you play full chords, then that chord sounds that much better, you know? But for me, I kind of just want to think about like these bottom three notes and then have the top one just be for color and for droning and for like uh uh yeah just basically for droning and i can use this as like a yeah you know a, a technique kind of droning string right mm -hmm. so you couldn't do that because effectively with a low g because it would be boom, 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 you know mm -hmm. like a yeah. low low than high i was gonna bring up too because like mm -hmm. troy fernandez does that two-string pull-off yeah on songs where it's not necessarily in the key of G, right? Yeah. So G shouldn't be in there. Yeah. But yeah. because it's like a ghost note or it's like so unobtrusive, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can get away with stuff yeah. like that. But with a low G, you can't, yeah, you can't yeah, get away you with can. that. No, can't get away with that. And like uh, another pro for me is the ease because of, you know, what Kahai just said is the ease of playing high, you know, like uh, high inversions. Okay. So... Um, if I were to play a G, like all the, you know, all the inversions that I played down here, I can basically go all the way up and play the same kind of inversion. So like, 
G, like say G minor, E minor, and like all those inversions, I can just... And that's that, that G should clash, right? With an F sharp minor. That's like the... <laughs> that's like the ukulele player's lick, right? Or you can just kind of take the top. I guess you could do that with a little G too, but it just be a lot more noticeable. So now, yeah. you know, with this G, if I were to play that, you know, like a, like a like a B flat, I could keep that G in there, all good. But if that G was a low G, it would just stand out. Yeah. yeah and almost it, like change the chord. Because yeah. Because then you have like it would be like a B flat so over what, a G. Or right, right. Whatever. So what I what I mean by playing the full chord was instead of playing the B, I could play as a high G player this, and it, it could pass as a B flat. But a, high, a low G player would have to play it like this. So for high G like me, it doesn't make a difference. But for low G... Once again, sorry, Kahai. Got it. Low G, it then becomes... So here's the B flat. Or here's the G, as you say. All good down here, but when you play it... When yeah. you play the full chord... See how beautiful that sounds. So it has more color because it has more range, you know, it has a low, like lower register in there. But you have to think about this bass and this bass. So that shape has to be moved up. So the shapes are a lot harder to play, whereas my shapes are basically the same shapes as down here. So if I play an E minor, sounds good down there. If I play a G minor, which might sound fine because this is a low G. I mean, if that's if, the voicing that you're looking for. And then A minor sounds a little bit weird. Yeah. So this, like, this affects it by, by a lot. Whereas the high G, you can get away with kind of um, using that as a ghost. Yeah. yeah. Can you play the full chord of that shape? Oh, so this shape, the full chord would be, or the full shape would be. How sound, how good that sound. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll do like that. Oh yeah, that's good too. Yeah. But that takes that extra effort. Yeah, it's like one more yeah, finger. Yeah, one you more finger you gotta do. Yeah, or 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 barring it and stuff. Like it's um, it's more of a hassle. So there's, I feel like that for me are, are the biggest, um, the biggest pros and cons for playing high G versus a low G, but. Uh, everything else, it's really just preference up to the player, you know, like what kind of songs you're playing. Um, I think if you're more of a strum heavy kind of player, high G fits right there. Um, but if you're more like, you know, uh, like melody and, um, and playing kind of like slower, like kind of, you know, melody, uh, finger style, is that what, is that what, that, you know, is that what kids are calling it nowadays, Kahai? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> you know, uh, that kind of arrangement, or solo ukulele, as, as we call it. Um, low G brings some beautiful colors into the solo. Not saying that the high G can't do solo ukulele or finger style, but low G just adds that extra dimension of flavor, of color to the uh, to the chord. Um, you know, they think about players like like Brittany Paiva, who play low G and... Uh, and what you call uh like Herbolta Jr. or Abe Legree. No, I think Abe plays with a high G, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, guys like guys and girls, ladies, like like that. Um that that kind of 
utilize the low G to add that much more color and that much more uh, sound to to each chord and makes that quality of that chord that much better. Okay, but it's just it's it's harder, and I just don't got time for that. <laughs> if I'm gonna be honest, I just got don't I just don't got time for for two bases. <laughs> I'm yeah. Uh, Andre said when Aldrin plays, it doesn't matter whether low or high. It both just <laughs> Ole! Yeah. Ole. Yeah. But um, it's but it's like a preference thing. Yeah, right? it is. Yeah. It is. I think also like if you're playing a low G yeah. and Aaron was playing along with you and you're mm -hmm. playing those open chords, yeah. like you would be able to hear it a lot more yeah. how it's like clashing with somebody else too. That's true. So yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, uh, the the bass. But there's some stuff that I can play in low G that I can't play in high G. There's some stuff that I so play in high G. Yeah, certain arrangements. Like yeah. if I were to play Sir Duke by um, by Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Wonder, like I couldn't play that on a high G. I mean, I could, but it just doesn't sound right, you know? Uh, oh, plug in. Oh. <laughs> so, um... Oh, just just let's just go to that part. It goes so that yeah doesn't have the lower end. So I would have to go down here. Where I said I can just go <laughs> oh, whatever you know that that, yeah. that note is at, at the top, which then leads me to this next part down here. Mm. You know, um, but. But yeah, but if I were to play that with the low G, oh, yeah. got it? Yeah. So with the low G, sounds nice. Now, it just sounds that much better. What is that? That's it. I went to the third fret. Got Stevie Wonder in the mind. Ukulele is coming in a couple days. You know what I mean? I got to brush up <laughs> yeah. on my Stevie Wonder. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. I'll just hold on to this one. Okay. Next question. Yeah. Uh, well, relating to that. And yeah. then also, uh, so Mary said, I was learning uh, more fingerstyle over the last few years. I yes. came to a low G on my KOPO concert. Mm -hmm. The low G was very floppy and didn't sound good. Any advice? And then earlier, Jim was saying uh, adding to low G versus mm. high G, wound versus unwound, too. Ooh, yeah, yeah, we just had that. And that's why you're asking, yeah, Jim. So um, there are different tensions, the string tensions, you know? Um, so that might that might help, Mary Jane, if you're... Um, if you, you feel like the low G was too floppy and things like that. So um, I believe the wound low G are less floppy because the, the tension can get higher on those while still getting the note that you want. And the unwound low G is a little bit floppy. But uh, based on what, uh, what Jim was asking about the, um, you know, the wound versus unwound, yeah, wound would give you that high tension, but it is going to be a slightly different, more uh, brighter sound than than nylon strings because it is a different uh, it is a different material. Okay, so keep that in mind. So uh, when when you're playing with with that, make sure that the sound is balanced throughout all four strings. So this one is an unwound, so it is like 
uh, if, if you look at it, it can bend, like, it's pretty floppy, yeah? Versus a, a wound low G. But when I play it, it's like, it's pretty consistent as far as tone goes, like throughout the... But you know, by just going, just going, hitting it too, a little too hard, will we'll, we'll create that sound, you know what I mean? That's kind of undesirable. So just make sure to uh, work on your attack when you have a unwound low G. I think, and even with a wound low G, it's still working. It's a different yeah. attack, yeah. I think uh, Aaron put the those strings on that uke, right? Mm -hmm. uh, what brand of strings is that? PhDs. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Because like those are like, yeah, they're like a little bit more floppy, but I think they're probably one of the better feeling. Yeah, unwound. unwound so low Gs. That's they're they're my go-to unwound low G string set. I think like that arrangement like sounds better with a low G. Mm -hmm. Oh, or there it is. Because <laughs> you can get that. So, nice, yeah, like really. See, you yeah. have so much more color with like with the low G. So it's not really like which one is better. Yeah, depends on like what style you play or what types of songs you play. Yeah. That's kind of like, typically that's like the, one of the first things that when people get multiple ukes, they will have one that's low G and one that's high G. Just yeah. so they can switch yeah. between the two. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Love low G. Can't hate on it, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> even though like it I, has its purpose. Yeah, I'm yeah. a I'm traditionally and professionally a high G player, but whenever I pick up a low G, it's like ah, that's right. All the things that I can't do on on my low G, yeah, and it really only adds like a few notes, right? Below the C, like what it, what is that? Like four like notes from from C. I one, two, three, four, five, five, yeah, five, yeah, from five there. notes. But and... then having that available so that when you're up here and you're adding chords, you know, like yeah, so that that C becomes that. Having that note mm -hmm. As your makes that much more now, of a yeah. difference, yeah. Or like playing around with that, so instead of it being part of the uh, part of the actual chord, you can kind of like. Like do a nice nine instead, like with the bass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ah man, so good. <laughs> yeah, we love Loji. Now stop <laughs> asking us Loji or High G. Don't ever ask us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we like it. We like it. Don't 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 start things. You know, like yeah. ever since we hated uh, Loji, look although, at me playing Loji. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although ninety percent of or ninety nine percent of everything that we've ever taught is like High G. Yep. Yeah, we want to say traditional a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Next, next question. See, now uh, I can't stop playing. <laughs> yeah. uh, Kevin said, uh, any tips on upstrokes with thumbnail? Um, upstroke with the thumbnail should only be done if you're adding an accent to that upbeat. The other times, uh, I would highly suggest it be an upstroke with, uh, with, with, your, um, with your flesh, okay? So usually I strum like this with my pointer finger down using the nail and flesh using the upbeat. If I'm, uh, if I'm closing my, you know, my thumb and 
pointer fingers together that whole like you know handing somebody a business card kind of like you know kind of grip okay that means nail on the downstroke and nail on the upstroke but because the upstroke is now getting nail on on the upbeat that makes that uh and for me i don't necessarily have a nail on my pointer finger so if I'm adding my thumb in there, it's gonna like be brighter than the downstroke. So I really I only add the uh, the up with the nail if I need it to um, if I need it to accent. So for example, if I'm playing like faith, so uh, oh well, I think it would be nice. Yeah. So that uh, up the up is accented. So that up, so down, up, down, up, up, down, down, up, up. That's when I would add that that thumb uh, on the going up. Or if I'm doing like while well, my guitar gently weeps, that's like when it when it kind of closes and and adds that you know that that thumb uh, thumbnail upbeat like that. So any advice would be to uh, yeah, um, your grip should be. Uh, like if you were to hand out a business card to somebody, so this kind of like cross grip where the pointer finger is pointing that way and the thumb is pointing up. Like if you were, you know, if you were into like like K-pop and whatever, that's like the heart that everybody does, right? You know, yep. All you K-pop fans out there. So that's that's the grip. So when you uh, when you strum down um, the uh, here, so the the nail on the pointer finger is uh, is hitting it on the you know on the way down, and as you strum up. It's the nail on the thumb going up because of that angle. So here it is. So you're not, I'm not hitting it with my nail. So just in case people see, it's missing the nail on the thumb. So here's my thumb moving freely. It's my pointer finger and the nail that goes down like that. And then my thumb, it's on the up. So it goes like this. And I can't really make it any slower than that <laughs> well I think it would be nice if I could touch your body what about um... play that at church today <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's about faith <laughs> What about picking upstrokes? Like if you're picking uh, and you're using your thumb to do Yeah, I mean, same, same thing. Like there's there's like kind of just a flick. You can use flick and stuff. So if you don't want to do like a close kind of thumb and pointer finger, so you can kind of do just use a flick is going up and just... Picking. For picking. Yeah, for picking. Like, oh, for picking. Individual. Oh, for picking. If, uh, if, I'm, if I'm doing finger picking, I never really like pick up like this, finger picking. If, if I, you know, if I'm... Uh, that's that technique of like if i'm anchoring my finger down and i'm doing this kind of like kind of arpeggio like kind of finger picking but if i'm playing like a single line you know like taking my four fingers and anchoring down on the bottom like this down up down up is all about the angles and getting this 45 degree angle to 90 degree depends on how extreme you want to do it for me it's about 45 degree so uh how do i show that about like this so my my uh my fingers are down here i'm getting that 45 degree like this so that 45 degree and you want to play it over the sound hole okay you uh you hit going down and then you hit going up just like that 
It looks like 90 degrees, but it's actually 45. The re only reason why I don't want to do 90, 90 sounds pretty fine too, but for me, the 45 degree adds density because it hits my my uh, my flesh first as I kind of hit down and it goes flesh. So I get the density from the flesh and then hit the um, hit the nail so it gets that brightness that comes coming out. But, you know, like uh, my, my wrist does jut out a little bit to get that angle or else if my wrist doesn't go out, then it gets like a, you know, it's just lined up with the string. It's not what we want. It's like, so the, the wrist has to go up a little bit. See that? So as I bring my wrist up, the angle changes to about 45. 90 is fine too, but then that means my wrist yeah. has to jut out like a little too much. And that's what some, you know, like I see in some players that it's like, if you want longevity, don't, don't do that. Because I was one of those guys, you know, like mm -hmm. that really wanted that like 90 degree angle, you know, to, to hit the string and whatever. So you get all nail. Because if you hit all nail, then it's kind of like a pick which i yeah have some. you can yeah. you can go faster yeah. so here's a like a pick shout out to taylor i guess for making this pick <laughs> so uh picks you hold like this right which then makes that pick at a 90 degree angle with the uh with with this with the string so it's a lot easier for you to to move and a lot faster with that 90 degree angle so you don't necessarily angle the you know the pick this way but by uh, by holding it like this you can keep your your wrist is not really doing you know any kind of extreme movements So you can uh, you can get really clean you know tones by getting that 90 degree angle, but if you're doing it with your thumb that forces you to kind of bring your wrist out some more and that's going to hurt. Yeah, in the long I, run. And you don't get the density. Yeah. So. I think another thing too, it's it's good to have that um upstroke with your like picking, right? Mm. Uh and to do alternating picking like going down up down up down up to have that in your pocket. But you can get away with like most picking if you're doing like single note picking with just doing downstrokes too, yeah. So it's like good to have in case you need it, but if you're thinking like, oh, I need to practice this and I need it for every song, it's like, mm, you know, maybe like just have it, practice it, get good at it, but not something that you need to be super yeah, proficient. Yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, how you would kind of keep that in mind if you're if you're looking for that up kind of hit, uh, up strum with, you know, with, with, the, with the nail holding it like this or just kind of like flicking up with your thumb. So if you want more of an open stance with your fingers, so when we're doing like Wama guitar gently weaves, you're going to get that, that um, accent on the, the treble strings. Yeah, by flicking especially up. Uh, yeah. that A string. Yep. Yeah. Last, only only use it if you, if that's what you want to do. Because yeah. even like with faith and that kind of stuff, you can actually get away with doing uh, just a, like a, a pointer finger strum with that and then yeah. kind of yeah. like doing it with a little bit. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Sounds okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. One, one more. One more. Yeah. Uh, we actually got this question last week, but I wasn't okay. sure if we could help them. So, but uh, David said, I have a Komoa M5 tenor with an unwound low G worth strings. Do you have any recommendations on mellow it out? Mellowing out the sound. It has a lot of boom. Uh, I believe Aaron can help you out with that. Aaron, don't you have an M5? No. But, you uh, don't have one of those? Uh, no. The M5, I think, is the newer solid oh. solid tops. Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
but yeah they're they're made to have that boom yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i guess so that if ukulele. you're if you're playing a solid body ukulele you kind of no well well because yeah. like sam sam designed those yeah um sam from Kamo uk- mm-hmm. ukuleles mm-hmm. he designed them and he he plays low G. He plays with like a wound string too. Yeah. Like he oh, prefers yeah. wound strings because he likes the boom. Yeah. And so he designed those ukuleles to have that boom. Mm-hmm. So, um, and if you have low G, like unwound worth strings mm-hmm. on there, that's about as like and subdued yes. as you're, you're going to mm-hmm. be able to get. So um, mm. basically, I think the only thing that you can do is just like change your playing style in order yeah. to accommodate for that. Like be be more gentle on your low G. Don't mm. don't hit it so hard. Yeah. Um. So even when you're strumming, you can all, almost like try to miss that low mm. G, and then um just be aware of that. Change your strumming style in order to mm. to keep that in mind. Other than that, I mean. That's what that's what that ukulele is made to do. Yeah, I mean, unless you're trying to play jazz on it, and you're trying to play like jazz ukulele on. Yeah, but know. even with with jazz, you would use sort of use like that four finger method. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. one one finger per string with mm. your thumb on the low G. And so with that, like when you're plucking, mm. you're gonna pluck less hard mm. with your thumb than the rest of your strings. Is do. it like I've never seen it? So. um is it like multiple pickups, like a three pickup, like a strat, or just a one pickup? No, no, it's not. It's it's a regular acoustic. Oh, and it's just ukulele. solid body. Mm. No, no, no. It's just like a solid top, not a laminate oh, top. Okay, I see, yeah. see, I see, I see. Yeah, it's not. It's not an electric. Yeah, because uh, I was like thinking if it was an electric, you kind of, you know, you kind of no, want that. I think you're like... thinking about the evolve. Oh series. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm mixing it no, up. No, he doesn't even make that anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. This is just a, a regular like solid body or solid top. Ukulele, mm. yeah. So. yeah, 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 yeah. It's just a, a, an acoustic. What do you uh, like? A, I think is it amplified as well. I I, I guess it yeah. depends on what model you buy, right? Okay. Yeah. But uh, if what you can do is you loosen the strings and then you wad up your shirt and then you shove your shirt into the <laughs> and that should that should Aww. make it less boomy, right? Well, <laughs> like there are strings that you can you can change too. Like so, if you're if you're Using worths or wait, clears or browns? Uh, I feel like clears are on the brighter side. Bit browns brighter. can be a little bit more subdued. Yeah. If like yeah. if, if it's not really, if you know? it's not the worth browns, then um, maybe try the worth browns. Low G unwound. There's like uh like GHS strings, like the black ones, sound really you know nice and mellow. This is not too bright. Um, that I don't that know if they be... do an unwound low G. Though. Oh, I see, I see, yeah. I see, I see. Yeah. Unless you do like G- CEA for yeah, that's gonna be boomy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Trying, like, um, so like a wound string on like an electric, you know? Or no, no, or, like you do CEA from GHS and you mm-hmm. just try and find like the most um, mellow. Yeah, like, I mean like Living Water. It's, I know like Ken makes some like makes those strings and I think they have don't they have like uh, I'm not sure Living Water, but that, uh, those are fluorocarbon, so they'll be oh, brighter. Yeah, they'll be bright. Anyway. Yeah, they'll be bright. Yeah. Uh, I know PhD has like unwound low G's. Yeah, it looks like David. David said he it's the worth brown. So mm. that's that's about as yeah, that's yeah, as mellow as you can as you're, as you you're can gonna get. get yeah, I think. Yeah. I would. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think that's. I mean, if the ukulele was meant to be boomy and that's how it was built, there's just no way going around. You've already tried the, the most mellow strings. So other than like maybe GHS, those black strings. 
uh, that low G is still going to be booming because their low G is... Yeah. Is, and then uh, we mentioned... Earlier, we mentioned PhD strings. Mm. Um, maybe give that a try. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Mm. You're, not, you're not really going to get too much more out of... Like, mm. out of a string change, you're not mm. going to get too much of a difference. Yeah. It's more going to be your playing. You got to yeah. change Have you reached out playing, to Sam? Like, has, playing yeah, style. maybe like... See, like, hey, you know, like this Logi is kind of boomy. Like, what would you suggest? Because he, yeah. like, he did build them, and I'm sure, like, it's just a response. It's not yeah. like you're sending stuff back yeah. or whatever. Email, you know, email, email Sam, yeah, Bonanno, which is the guy who makes Kamoa. He's pretty good at, you know, at uh, at getting back to people or giving people advice. He's a super nice guy, so he'll, he'll be more than happy to help you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got his instrument, so he should know like what to, what to. Yeah, 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 and I'm sure that's not the first time that he's heard heard that. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That response, mm. I kind of I joked about loosening the strings and shoving mm. a shirt inside your your ukulele, mm. but I know that there are people who like mm. to alter the sounds of their instruments. They do try to like kind of block the sound. I have done that or mm-hmm. adjust yeah. it and mm-hmm. do put like you know contraption mm. their own homemade contraptions into it to try yeah. to tunnel the sound a little bit differently. And yeah, don't do that though. Like uh, I did that for our smooth video because uh the smooth video was like was um distorted and and i didn't like the uh the undertones that was yeah. coming out yeah i shoved you know like um a bunch of towels in there and it actually messed up my um uh the bracing oh so, on the inside yeah so, so like i so i, I very, usually i did be yeah. very careful yeah be very not. careful because if you're shoving it in there yeah. you know like it you can't see where it's kind of snagging oh, and yeah. stuff yeah. it's snag yeah, I I don't want to be responsible. I think, so. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like if yeah. you're, you don't do it, because like, uh, or like if you do do anything, like uh, yeah, be careful. We can't advise it. Yeah. Uh, but like when I seen people try to mm-hmm. adjust the sound of their instruments that way, it's usually like mm-hmm. just by covering the sound hole, not mm-hmm. by like yeah, putting things true. intact, you know. Mm-hmm. And like so as simple as like mm-hmm. trying like cutting a piece of paper and trying to like just like put that over you know, like <laughs> masking tape or something, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like something that's like not permanent and you know it won't damage the instrument but it will like kind of block out like some of the sounds yeah you. and then also um guitarists will use hair bands mm. and put that on the strings itself and it, it's not exactly what you want mm. but i mean it, it'll just like cut the sound like kind of mute mm. the sound anyways too. hey maybe like the guitar bands right here, like right over the, uh, you know, right over the the bridge. Maybe. I don't, I don't yeah, know, but yeah. yeah, ask Sam. Like Sam would, Sam would have the perfect answer for you. Since I've never worked with that instrument before, so I'm not too sure what would be causing those booms and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But you've already tried the most mellow strings that we've that we've tried at least, you know. So you're you're in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit hard because yeah. like it is like the instrument is made to try and sound a certain yeah. way. Yeah. So it's kind of like you know, it's like how do I take my electric guitar and make it sound like an acoustic? Is <laughs> like you can do a lot of stuff, but at one, at a certain mm-hmm. point, it's mm-hmm. like. Maybe it's like you want an acoustic guitar, right? So. Uh, let's let's do it. That was we didn't really quite answer that, and I don't want to end it on a like. You know what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know answer. Do you, give me give me a little. You know, give give me a lob, guy. So okay. I can smash it on in, and we're like, yeah, there you go. Bye. See you guys on Friday. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, can we? Yeah. Throw me a lob. Uh, Throw me a lob. Maybe two, because uh, she said, does hitting the base of your U damage it long term? And I think they mean like maybe the bout. So like bass like here and stuff like what what do you mean 
Yeah, I'm guessing that's not sure. Didn't uh, like. I mean, it it would it would hurt it as much as how you're hitting it. You know what I mean? If you're if you're hitting it with like nail or something, but if you're just kind of like tapping on it with with your you know with your flesh, if you're doing that, or if you're you know like Billy Jeaning it with the uh, you know like like how um, James James Hill would do it, that might like kind of, but not even that because you're you're kind of hitting it. Over your, uh, you know, over your um, saddle, so it would just be the saddle getting destroyed. So you're not actually hitting the um, in the ukulele, but if you're uh, if you're hitting the bass string like like this, if you're doing that, that's not gonna do too much damage. I do that all the time. So if you, uh... like that kind, that's not too bad. Um, but if you're talking about like like percussive ukulele where you're like whacking your ukulele and stuff i mean that's definitely going to do some damage so it's it should be obvious what kind of damage you're doing to your ukulele and if it's something that you shouldn't be doing i think you can make your own call from there yeah yeah if if you're hitting your uke like and you're worried about it get a like a pick guard or get a card for it yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, and then just can we do one more yes 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 because Jaden said, can I use baby oil instead of fretboard oil? Mm. I'm asking because I don't have access to lemon oil or no, uh, no, any no. other type of fretboard oil. Don't. Because not any. Uh, some of the other oils may uh, may harm the, um, the, the fibers of the wood. And it's not compatible with the, with, with the wood. It might strip away some of that. You know, because there's like, there's little, not necessarily finish like on your you know on your on your fretboards but these fretboards are treated with you know with uh with oil with with things so that it doesn't seem so like um so dry and stuff like so there's things on your fretboard and if you were to introduce other oils in there it might be harmful to it lemon oil is something that we found that is necessarily safe you know for for fretboard and it's been okay um so i would just kind of stick to that baby oil I think might uh, might leave residue. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? Like, because there's like little bits of pores in the uh, you know in 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 the wood and in, in the uh, in the fret uh, in the fret wires and stuff like that. So it, it might get kind of gunky if if you use it because even if it does work, it leaves behind that kind of gunk. Whereas like lemon oil just goes into you know goes into the wood and doesn't really like leave that kind of gunk yeah. in there at least from yeah. what i've found you can order it online pretty easily yeah. amazon and it's not like an expensive thing i think a bottle of lemon oil is like five dollars you know yeah. I mean? it's not that bad if i if you don't have any you know uh any around you just look on amazon or yeah. look on ukulele on the shop ukulele on the ground mm-hmm. yeah we sell yeah. lemon yeah. oil because like uh, jim says that uh baby oil is a moist- moisturizer lemon mm. oil is a cleaner and martin guitar advises against using lemon yeah. oil but not all lemon oils are the same and that is like, uh, if true. you're gonna clean your uke, try and check your whoever we'll made of, it, yeah. what they recommend mm-hmm. to. And I think mo- most of them will say like lemon oil is okay, but if you really want to be safe, yeah, like the Planet Waves lemon oil is meant for like you know for yeah. fretboards and meant yeah. for mm-hmm. like uh, for for instruments. So yeah, I would just I'll just go with that. I and most most music shops have it. So yeah, even if you're in if they don't have it in your town, if you're in like the closest town that has yeah. a music shop, most likely you'll be able yeah, to get yeah, one. Yeah. But 
Amazon. It's, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, you're like um, yeah, if you're, if you're a kid, your that, yeah, if you're a kid that don't, <laughs> you know, don't want to have access to that, if you ask your parents, it's like five bucks. It's yeah. not yeah. expensive. Yeah, next time that they're going to order something on yeah. Amazon, like okay. throw that in. Can you get some shipping? lemon oil? <laughs> yeah. I'll do yeah. dishes for like a couple of days or whatever. It's five bucks. Yeah. And one bottle mm. of lemon oil will last you a long time. Oh, and when yeah. you use it, yeah. just put it on the fretboard. Like rub it in and yep. then rub it off again with the cloth and yep. that's fine. That's it won't it. Yep. Yep. damage it. Yep. You don't want to leave it like that. Mm. It probably won't damage it, but it, like if you just rub it on and off, yeah. Because be be I used um, and even if people say that it is, because remember like that boogie juice that like that mm -hmm. uh, I think it's like an Australian company that we saw at the Nam show. I was using it and it was fine, but like the more I used it, the more like residue it, it had, and it was kind of seeping into the uh, oh. like the, the little pores between the um the frets of the fret wires, mm -hmm. and I didn't like that. Oh, like, that so, much. You, you so you stopped using that? I stopped that? using it. Yeah, it's just. Um, but I like the idea of like that pen, yeah, so that you can really get the angle that you need. Can you in, not you know? refill it <laughs> <laughs> with just, just like, lemon, with oil. lemon oil? Probably, I don't know. You could probably just get like one of those, you know, one of those regular pens and just take out the uh, the ink on the inside. Uh, I, don't know. I, don't, I don't know. I don't think you yeah. would. Yeah, <laughs> but probably, if if, if that existed just for just do. with lemon oil, I think it would be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But lemon oil, microfiber cloth, and then yeah. you just like rub it in. Boogie, because yeah. I've I've used it and I was like, oh, this is awesome! I love like how this cleans my you know my fretboard. It's called Boogie Juice, and uh, we saw them at Nam and they gave me a sample and I was using it for a long time, and I noticed it was it had a little bit of buildup that I had to take away with lemon oil. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Any, uh, uh, I think that's it. I think yeah. we're good. We're, we're a little over time anyway already. Thank you folks so much for tuning in to, uh, to our Ukula on the Ground podcast. On Friday, we have, um, we have a little Friday Live jam. And I, I believe in a couple of days, Kahai has a nice Christmas present for all of you folks, right? Kahai? Mm -hmm. uh, new solo. New solo coming out here on uh, Play Along. is coming out here on our ukulele on the ground youtube channel so make sure you check that out if you want to get ahead on uh, on doing a christmas song or learning a christmas song you know so it is it's a christmas song fit for a king yeah the, <laughs> yeah <laughs> the preview comes out on on youtube and yeah. then if you want the full play along and like multiple angles and a tab with it too yeah. that's on you plus yeah check that out what else what else can we like kind of hints can you drop kahai on, on what that what that song is um it it oh it's a, a it's primary it, oh okay all right yeah, all right yeah. all right because yeah, you know I, imagine you were like on pen and teller's fool i say like what kind of code words would you use to uh, <laughs> to describe this song kahai yeah primary is good primary is good <laughs> fit for a king <laughs> yeah um yeah what else can i say uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Check it out on Wednesday. Yeah, I guess if you can't figure it out by using those two, two, uh, two keywords, you should, you know, just wait the two days. <laughs> those trips out already. It'll come out soon. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll see you folks next time. Have a great one. Um, yeah. Check out ukuleleontheground.com. There it is on your screens. Ukuleleontheground.com for uh, for songs and lessons. If you want to learn how to play this humble instrument called the ukulele, please check out ukuleleontheground.com. We have tons of content, hundreds, thousands even of con content over at ukuleleontheground.com. Uh, UU Plus to take your ukulele playing to the next level and have access to our premium, exclusive uh, contents. Okay, sink your teeth 
into some some premium content you want to learn note for note a lot of the uu plus solos that we put in the past that's how you do it baby instead of just like watching the play along and like okay what did Aldrin do there how did what kind of techniques do i need in order to play that song because you can just watch it you can do the play along learn it that way but if you want me to hold your hand tell you every single technique that i do tell you every single note and have printable tabs right kahai yeah yeah uu plus baby that's where you gotta go we'll see you next time have a great one aloha <laughs>